This is the weekly sales meeting for July 17th, 2022. My name is Chris Fleming. I'm your host. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or just go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Our topic today is the failure triangle. It's something that I use in selling. I introduce the concept of failure into the general vernacular. It seems to work. When faced with uncertainty, we tend to think the worst. The imagery in our mind is the worst personification of negativity we can conjure. This rules our mindset as we focus only on the negative and never on the positive. It's part of the human condition from way back in the time of the cave dweller. And leaving the cave could almost mean certain death. Your brain is conditioned to protect you from harm. It acts as a self-preserving method to keep us alive first rather than do what's best for us. It does not process that information till much later. It is as if it stops thinking. It only reacts to the negative stimuli with aggressive threat retardant actions. Thanks, human brain. You are wired backwards. Instead of thinking about what's good for us, you react first to what is bad. I read a recent survey of small business owners, 52% are thinking the worst about the current economic conditions. That is a group predisposed to follow the path laid out by our survivalist minds. They are reacting to the unwelcome news with negative outlooks. Even when all the historical data points to the fact that there is only one path forward, which is to maintain market presence and top of mind awareness. I have lived and worked through five periods of economic unrest, and in every case, there are winners and losers. The winners followed the positive path of maintaining their market presence, and they did significantly better than their counterparts. Those who cling to the negative and decided to bury their collective heads in the sand, those engulfed by the doom and gloom, soon find themselves displaced by others. The winners have the forethought to grab attention in the market ripe with uncertainty. The group that looks at the current conditions and only sees problems usually find them. And they find them quick. When I read about that group, I stop thinking about them. While I could spend my time trying to convince them of their folly, I have learned that it's a waste of time. Internet guru and self-made success Gary V puts it this way, the biggest time waster in sales is trying to convince the unconvincible. Take that to heart. Spend your time talking with those that are open to it, and you are not trying to work with everybody. You are trying to collaborate with the right people. Rather than spend my time with those that are preaching doom and gloom, I like to look at the rest of the data set. I like to look at the ones who think the business climate is even or better. They make up 48% of the business owners. They represent the opportunity. I have maintained people do not fear spending money for their business. They do, however, fear not getting the money back. If we can draw a roadmap for them, that map should include the path not only to continue their business investments, add to that a map to see a return on that investment. Then we are going to have much more staying power. Commodity sellers are doomed. One of my methods of gaining traction is to introduce the failure triangle. My business is advertising sales. Your business may be something else. I am betting you could create your own failure triangle to illustrate what not to do. As people are evaluating their business expenditures and decisions, introducing this concept of failure helps set the bar low. It allows you to shine as the consultative expert as you build a case against failure. In advertising, the failure triangle looks like this. It is not having the right message, it is mismatching the audience, and it's not airing it with enough frequency. Once we get this idea on the table, we can begin to reconstruct failure and turn it into success. Part of the problem is much of the content of all advertising does not resonate with the audience. It is in our best interest to advise our customers what the right elements are to make a good message. They need to understand that it is an exercise in sales. Most fill their advertisements with mumbo-jumbo and gobbledygook. 
they heard or saw these phrases in some other advertising, and they thought they would be a good idea for theirs. They failed to stop and think about what the true meaning of these words and these phrases are. And here's what happens next. The message sounds a lot like Charlie Brown's teacher. Too many of these populate our daily routines. The second problem is mismatching the target. Many business people will buy what they like instead of what they need. They watch a particular show or they listen to a particular radio station or spend an inordinate amount of time on Facebook. That personal experience determines the path. Because the business owner does that, everyone must do it. And bad decisions are born and perpetuated. Their media advisor is also to blame for not pushing back hard enough on the wrong decisions to mismatch. We have a serious obligation to protect the product. We should not allow our customers to make decisions which run counter to their best interests. I have taken that a step further. When my client would not listen to me, I made them sign a statement of absolution, one that would exonerate me from any blame associated with this poor decision. The base of the triangle is frequency. Most advertising campaigns do not deploy enough frequency to be effective. In both short and long-term campaigns, effectiveness is mismanaged. It is gauged by monetary investment and not frequency. Instead of looking at what it takes to be successful, media sellers get swayed by budgetary constraints, restrictions placed arbitrarily by business owners. These parameters are arrived at only by determining what is comfortable to risk, not by what is effective. Advertising effectiveness studies show less than 6% of campaigns have enough frequency. Let me repeat this. Less than 6% of all advertising is purchased with enough frequency. Do you think this may be one of the reasons for those who have said, I tried it and it didn't work? Introducing the failure triangle gives you the platform to defend your position. It puts the concept of inversion on the table. You introduce the worst that can happen. And then you provide all the evidence to help your clients not repeat the sins of others. In selling advertising, I have three failure zones. All three are preventable. We can keep people from having a terrible, non-resonating message. We can test the creative. We can make it reflective of what is happening and make sure it connects. We can put our customers in the right place where they can make an impact. And we can do that and do it with doctoral precision. We do not have to be emotionally attached to the choice. We can recommend the right amount of frequency to see success. With today's climate, take the opportunity to show your clients how to avoid the failure triangle. They will thank you in the end. Find more advice like this in my new book, Yes, I'm a Salesman, You Can Be Too. You can order yours on Amazon.com. I also have a new book on leadership. It's called You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room. It's also available on Amazon. You can find these at cdmediaconsulting.com.